You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, this is episode seven. Um, we'd actually been sitting on a lot of the information we're going to be talking about for a couple of days. Um, I was down for the count uh, a while back. I was pretty sick, and I could barely speak. Um, I, I had like maybe it wasn't like quite strep throat, but I was so sick that like I could barely talk. Like um, laryngitis. Yeah, like it, it sucked. So you know, couldn't do the podcast. Obviously, you know, I would have sounded like a fucking mouse, like whispering, trying to sound sexy or something like that. It just was not a good deal. But um, doing a little bit better now. Um, still kind of under the weather, but not so much so anymore. Obviously, now you can hear me, and uh, obviously I'm speaking, so definitely better than I was. Um, you know, so um, on uh, show seven, we have a couple of topics to go over, um, three specifically. And so our first topic, um, we're going to be talking a little bit um, about whether or not Netflix is planning on a Punisher um, spinoff, uh, you know, starring Josh Bernthal. Um, uh, topic two, which will go over... Um, Amazon and its revival of live-action show The Tick. And finally, for our main topic, we'll be talking about um, the Scholastic Blizzard um, announcement of a new book series. So um, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, the uh, Netflix topic. Now, um, this was actually found on The Hollywood Reporter and... um, you know, obviously, if you've watched Daredevil Season 2, you'll know that, obviously, the Punisher has already been introduced into Hell's Kitchen, and Daredevil 2 was fucking amazing, and if you haven't seen it, you need to see it, you need to binge it, because it was really good. Super good. Yeah, Josh Bernthal played an John. excellent... Did I say fucking Josh? Yeah. Not Josh, John Bernthal. I said it right the first time. I don't know why the fuck I said Josh. Anyways, Josh... God dang it. John Bernthal. My God. Sabotaging. Josh like three times already. I don't know. I don't even know. Josh uh, on the brain. Who's yeah. Who the fuck? Like Drake and Josh. Josh? I'm all thinking of Drake and Josh. What the fuck? No. Um, John Bernthal, he is an excellent Punisher. Obviously, it wasn't like a huge leap going from the Punisher, you know, being that the role that he played in The Walking Dead, um, you know, was basically like the same fucking character. So, um, you know, no surprises, you know, he was good. Actually, he was great. Um, you know, I think the one that yeah. kind of disappointed was the introduction of Electra. Eh. Um, underwhelming. Yeah. She's no Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> I know. didn't even see that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't really obviously start the franchise and, you know, people beg her for sequels or anything. So, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, Electra could have been better. But, you know, we're talking about Punisher. John Bernthal did a fantastic job. And, um, like I said, watch Daredevil Season 2. You know, obviously, Punisher is a mean, gritty, fucking no-playing-games dude. You know, if you cross him and you end up in his crosshairs, you're going to get your head blown off. And so that's exactly what you can expect in Daredevil uh, Season 2. So, um... You know, there was, I think, some speculation as to whether or not Netflix was going to be, you know, already trying to start, uh, you know, a 
um, spinoff of just Punisher, you know, on Netflix. Um, but uh, Jeff Loeb, who is the Marvel TV exec VP, um, was saying that there are no standalone plans um, for this for a, a Punisher series, and was quoted Ooh. as saying, "Yeah." And he was quoted as saying that he hopes all the uh, characters will be embraced and that people will want to see more of them. Um, we do. Give them their own show. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, dude, obviously everybody likes him. Why can't you give him his own show? You know, I mean, Netflix has already done solo shows for, you know, less popular, or like less well-known, I should say. Um, you know, superheroes like Jessica Jones. So good. Yeah, very good. And then, um, you know, they're already planning. You know, I mean, it only took one season of Jessica Jones, and now they're already officially doing a spinoff show based on Luke Cage. So you have the Luke Cage show that has already got its spinoff. And so it just makes sense that there's a good possibility that the Punisher could have its own standalone show after just the Daredevil introduction in season two. But, you know, with Jeff Loeb basically saying, no, that's not going to happen. We don't have plans for it. I think maybe they're hoping that, you know, kind of the excitement or the demand is increased maybe in, you know, beyond season three and that if it's sustained and uh, obviously John Bernthal stays on, that they can then maybe introduce a Punisher standalone series, you know, maybe by the fourth season of Dead or, or uh, you know, the the fourth season of Daredevil. You know, I guess it would just remain to be seen. But I mean, I, I think mainly it just has to do with like, I don't know, sustained excitement for the possibility of the franchise. I just don't think it's out of. I, I mean, I just don't think it's uh, not. A possibility at this point i mean i think it's just a matter of time i think it's just you know whether or not it's going to be sooner as opposed to later you know because you have i mean i mean i obviously there's going to be a fucking huge party in hell's kitchen you have daredevil you have luke cage you have jessica jones and if we haven't mentioned this already you know daredevil season two they're already talking about and mentioning jessica jones and so that's obviously going to drag the possibility of Jessica Jones doing like a crossover with Deadpool, which also inevitably. Daredevil. Did I say Deadpool? Yes. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with me today? I don't know, man. My hands, my mind is fucking everywhere. So, so obviously, you know, this, you know, with um, Daredevil and mention of Jessica Jones several times, that, you know, obviously there's a good possibility that there's going to be like a crossover with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but because of Jessica Jones, that obviously means that because Luke Cage was in so many of the shows with Jessica Jones, that that's also kind of opening up the door for Luke Cage being in Daredevil as well. Which, then at that point, then it's like, okay, it doesn't even not make sense that, you know, there wouldn't be a public, a Punisher standalone either. But then, I, I mean, I kind of see where they're kind of taking a step back, like, uh, maybe we, maybe we're not going to do one right now. Because right now you have three standalone series on superheroes that are based in Hell's Kitchen, right? Well, then why can't they do the Punisher? I don't know. They could start more with his backstory and then go forward. Like, why does he have to be like just in Hell's Kitchen if that's what they're thinking about? Yeah, I mean, there's ways they could do it, like to not put well, them all in the same spot. No, yeah, and you're on the right path. You know, I really think they can do a ton of character development. Like, 
you know, kind of focus on, like, his prior service and then, like, you know, what leads up to, like, you know, ultimately, like, his family's death or, you know, all the kind of shit that's, like, playing on in the background. And then finally, you know, you kind of get, like, the end of, say, this first season where everything bad happens to him and, you know, and then obviously at that point, then you can kind of refer over to Daredevil Season 2 where they explain in, like, greater detail how he kind of transitions into the Punisher. Um, yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, they basically did it. I mean, it's already been done. AMC. AMC, you know, they had um, Breaking Bad. Obviously, if you didn't live under a rock for the past couple of years, you know what Breaking Bad is. And probably one of the best shows that was ever on television ever. So good. And, you know, you have the introduction of Saul Goodman, his lawyer, which inevitably resulted in the spinoff series, um, for Better Call Saul, and you know, with Better Call Saul, you know, the season, you know, the initial, you know, the initial season, it was really slow, right? Very slow. It was really slow, and you're kind of figuring out like how he's kind of, you know, slowly but surely becoming Saul Goodman, right? And so, I think that is kind of the character arc that maybe they could focus on with Punisher so that it's not just all about the heroes defeating bad guys in Hell's Kitchen because if you have four superheroes in Hell's Kitchen holy fuck like how is there even like any crime like you know they're slacking (laughs) right it's like you would think that Hell's Kitchen would be fucking crime free you know essentially like their police department doesn't do a goddamn thing because uh, you know they're always resulting you know it's always relying on these superheroes to do everything um, so, I think that the possibility of a Punisher series is obviously 120% going to happen. It's just a matter of when. They're saying not now. Maybe that makes sense. I think that at the minimum, by the time that Daredevil Season 4 comes around, that's going to be a 100% possibility. Um, I'd like to be wrong and it'd be sooner. I really don't think I'm wrong and it's going to be later. I mean, what do you th- what, do? You think the same, or what do you do you have any speculation on time? Needs to be sooner, Jeff with the PH. Sooner, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy. Um. So, um. You know, with that, uh, we will segue into topic number two, which is um, Amazon and their revival of a live action Tick, and um, with the show The Tick. It is, will the Tick revival be too dark and grounded? And uh, this is from the Nerdist, um, you know, and I'll kind of just kind of read this because I think I tried to do a synopsis um, before and it didn't turn out very good. So um, earlier this year, uh, the Tick fans let out a collective sigh or a collective spoon rather. And um, Amazon Studios announced uh, plans to give Ben Edlund's classic comic book series, another shot at a live-action stardom. Um, but they were worried that they'd heard the show uh, might be taking a darker turn. And the question is, is like, should we be? Um, I mean, as far as casting goes, uh, Peter Sheriffowitz, I can barely say his last name. It's Sheriffinowitz. Um Peter Sheriffinowitz is going to be the Tick. Uh, Griffin Newman is going to play Arthur. I'm not going to pretend like I know who these guys are. I probably should have looked their names up and uh, maybe did an IMDb on them to see 
like what other stuff they did, but I don't know. Um, now, Edlin's uh, recent comments about the new Tick series being darker and more grounded has set off like a new round of nerd panic. And does this mean that the Tick's going to be snapping the necks of evildoers and outgrimacing Zack Snyder's Batman and Superman? Um, you know, I'd hope that it's not too dark because it, you know, the Tick is like a very comical, you know, very comical character and like author, you know, obviously always helps the Tick and is like sort of capable but not really <laughs> um you know uh i mean i think you know me and amanda did enjoy the 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 uh animated series i love the cartoon the animated series is fantastic um now i did like the live action tick that fox did back in 2001 where um it was played by ben edland tick. and uh I uh, I thought that he looked like a good tick. Now, Amanda's pulling up um, Peter Serafinowicz, and, I mean, I guess I could see him, like, wearing the tick mask or the tick costume. Um, I just think that, like, the casting from the um, Fox version of the tick looked more like the tick to me. I think he looked the way you saw him in the animated series. Um, he was Darth Maul. <laughs> So, um, you know, I think there's that. And on another note, I feel like I've committed some sort of sin that I didn't know that Peter Serafinowicz was fucking Darth Maul. So I'm going to slap myself on the hand. <laughs> terrible, terrible person. Um, oh, this dude totally looks like an Arthur, though. <laughs> well, she's saying that Griffin Newman looks just like an Arthur. I'm looking at his photo, too, and I don't disagree. I still don't. Really I could totally see. I could just imagine the moth costume on him. Like that's totally legit. The casting is good on that one. Um. So I mean, I hope it's not too dark. I mean, I think that you know anybody who's concerned about a darker and more grounded Tick has you know very good reason to be. Just because that kind of takes away from like what Tick is. You know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel too much on this. Uh, you know, Tick is really cool. It's really fun. You know, there's, you know, lots of comedy in it, and it's just very lighthearted, and I think if you kind of try to turn it into fucking, like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, Christian Bale's Batman, <laughs> you know, it's probably not going to be oh. as, yeah, it's not going to be so successful. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to see, like, Peter Serafinowitz still, like, Spoon, Spoon, you know, no. like, Christian Bale, that would be horrible. So, you know, cross our fingers, we'll hope that they do right by Tick. I will totally watch it because I do hope that uh, the tick is successful. Um, you know, I think that the Fox series was short-lived. They basically just pulled the plug too soon. It was too soon. It was before its time. Um, and, uh, you know, so with that, we're going to move over to the main topic, which um, is uh, Scholastic and Blizzard Entertainment announcing that the World of Warcraft Traveler, a new book series based on the best-selling franchise... Now, it was announced there's going to be a collaboration for a book series for kids ages 8 to 12 that's based on the World of Warcraft game franchise, and it's going to be called World of Warcraft Traveler, um, which will launch simultaneously in the UK, uh, US, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, with the first hardcover book scheduled for release in November 2016, followed by a second title in 2017. 
So that is really exciting. I know Amanda's going to be happy about this because she actually does book fairs for our local schools. I love book fairs. Volunteers all the time. And obviously, uh, Scholastic is always putting these deals on. So we are definitely yes, going to be getting these books. Scholastic book fairs because there are different kinds of book fairs, but we yeah. do Scholastic book fairs. Yeah. So we'll be getting our hands on these books. We will oh, be yeah. reading them and they will be getting bought. Our kids will be getting them. They just don't know it yet. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, a fun fun way to kind of connect with the kids because the kids kind of see us play WoW sometimes and they, they know, uh, you know, about like what it is we do in the game. But, you know, they can read this book and be like, wow, you know, this is a really cool experience. Um, you know, for them to, I mean, obviously not to like having just like, here kids, play the game. You'll know what it's all about. <laughs> you know, get them reading a book. I think it's, um, you know, really smart. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's really smart for Blizzard to kind of, you know, have this series of books because it'll introduce like a whole new, um, you know, age range of people that would be interested in eventually, um, you know, entering the world of Azeroth either through a WoW subscription or, you know, purchasing some of the very many, many books that they have, you know, based on the legitimate WoW lore. You know, obviously the the books don't, you know, or the, I would say rather the game, World of Warcraft, doesn't reflect the exact WoW lore that we see in the books, but it's it's good nonetheless. So, you know, I, I really think that, you know, even if they're not necessarily, they, they don't become um, completely enthralled in, you know, WoW per se, that they might just become a fan of Blizzards and their storytelling and decide that, you know, maybe they want to see what else they have to offer, you know, and go with like Heroes of the Storm or Diablo or Overwatch or Hearthstone or any of the other games that they have their hand in. Um, I just hope that they actually just like aren't like super overpriced. You know, because, like, they're like, oh, you know, Blizzard fans have shitloads of money because nerds save their money for cool <laughs> shit, you know, and that they aren't going to, like, charge, like, an extra 10 bucks for, like, a book that's, like, comparative to it's going to, you know, cost significantly less. So I really hope that they're not, like, I don't know. I just hope that they're priced accordingly. I don't think they'll be too expensive. Yeah. And so we know at least two books are going to come out. You know, who knows how long this series is going to be. I guess it'll just all depend on the success. Um... So, you know, basically the synopsis is it's set in a breathtaking land of Azeroth and this epic action-adventure series features a young cast of Warcraft characters discovering the mysteries and majesty of the world around them. And so um, I'll try to kind of go over the synopsis as quickly as I can because um, when I kind of like did a practice go over with this, um, I kind of glanced right over Mikasa, like who's the second lead in the book. Yeah, and Amanda gave me huge amounts of shit. No, I did not yeah, you did. exclude her because she was a girl. she's not in the kitchen. No. <laughs> she's not, not making you a sandwich. Well, I, I could go for a sandwich right now. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that I think that I was just kind of just like explaining the main character and the main character's adventures because it's about the main character. It's not about Mikasa. Yeah, Mikasa plays a role. It says at the end, they're going home together. Okay, whatever. Okay. We'll read the synopsis. You tell me what you think. <laughs> it's been years since 12-year-old Aramar Thorne, a clever boy who is never without his precious sketchbook, has uh, seen his father. So when Captain Greydon Thorne comes ashore and asks his son to join him at sea, it feels as if someone has redrawn Aram's entire world. Before he knows it, Aram is aboard the Wave Strider, with Lakeshire fading to a distant dot on the horizon. But the thrill of adventure quickly fades as Greydon relentlessly schools... Aram on how to handle his cutlass 
and how to relate with the strange and diverse creatures of Azeroth. In addition, Aram struggles to get along with the Wave Striders crew, especially second mate Mikasa, a tough teenage girl who has been reluctantly placed in the charge of him. Just as Aram starts to get his head above water, a band of vicious pirates attack the Wave Strider, turning his world upside down once again. As Aram tries to find his way home with his father's compass in hand, he'll travel across Azeroth's beautiful and hostile terrain, encountering creatures both terrible and wondrous. He'll seek to understand Azeroth's denizens and he draw, uh, as he draws them in his sketchbook, um, forming unlikely friendships along the way, but the journey is hindered by Graydon's compass, which never points north. If the compass isn't leading Aram and Mikasa home to safety, to what destiny is it leading them? Yeah, see them. Well, they're together, Partners. obviously. They freaking wrecked on a freaking island, and Partners. she's the only chick. Like, I wouldn't be like, go find your own way home. Find your own compass, girl. See, so it's not... No, she's just, just background noise. No, okay. She's not background noise. Oh god, like you're making it sound like I'm like a complete like sex like a sexist person like Love you. doesn't care about females. I'm just saying like that when I initially done the synopsis that I mainly just focused on the boy. My bad. Um, I think the book sounds great. Um, you know, I mean, I know it's targeted for young adults, but um, you know, I think because Azeroth and just the complexity of WoW's lore in general that I think it's going to be suitable for all ages and that you're going to be able to enjoy this whether you're an adult or, or not. Um, I mean, a perfect example would be like the Hunger Games series. I read the Hunger Games series. I thought the books were fantastic. That was aimed at young adults and I thought it was really good. I had high hopes for the movies. The movies didn't play out nearly like the books did. Um, the books are far better than the movies. Not talking shit about Jennifer Lawrence because Jennifer Lawrence is awesome. Um, but, you know, I just think that they cut out a lot of stuff that was important and then they added other shit that wasn't. So, um, obviously, we're not talking about, like, a live action World of Warcraft traveler yet. You know, maybe at some point that'll happen if there's, you know, continued success or there's just success in general with the first book. And then there's continued success as they um, continue to release, you know, book after book, you know, based on Wild Traveler. And then, you know, I guess if that coincides with uh, World of Warcraft success of their live action movie that's coming out here pretty soon, that maybe they will say, hey, look, maybe we'll make a live action movie, you know, starring this kid, you know, like a young adult movie, kind of like, you know, Percy Jackson and you know but it'd be wow and it'd be about this kid you know i think something like that would be cool i mean because it's on it's on the same level i think this story would be on the same level as something like percy jackson which the percy jackson movies i think were pretty cool the kids liked them um you know or then to do even i think i mean i don't think it would be quite as like gritty as like the maze runner or something whereas like the maze runner i think just is like a lot more actiony is that it's not even a fucking word but I think it's like I don't know more dramatic I suppose. But I think either way, they kind of like they they kind of both are in the same genre. So I think that uh, this would kind of fit into that if there was that success where they could kind of translate that into the justification for a movie. How do they make it a TV show? Like what's that book, The Chronicles of Shannara or something? Narnia. No, not Narnia. The books that MTV bought the rights to and they ended up starting into the I think it was like the third book of the series which some fans were kind of like 
confused about. I think it is like Shannara or no idea. You should. We got a free copy of the book at Comic Con last year. Oh yeah, we did. I never read it. It didn't look good. I was like, free book? Okay, cool. Now I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's like the middle of the series, anyways. But yeah, I mean, they could always do something like that. Maybe not with MTV because that's an odd choice, anyways. Yeah. But maybe some other network. But AMC. Yeah, but yeah, AMC. <coughs> AMC, we're talking to you. <coughs> um. But, uh, you know, with that said, you know, hope that the, the book is successful, um, that, you know, that Scholastic have, you know, Scholastic and Blizzard have a, you know, fantastic, um, you know, little, you know, agreement that uh, continues beyond, and, uh, you know, we'll definitely be buying the books, and when we do buy them, we will read them, and we will review them and talk about them, and hopefully not, you know, provide too many spoilers, we'll talk about it in general, and then put spoilers at the end or something, so... Um, I think that is pretty much it for episode seven. So thanks for listening. Um, if you knew, if you uh, want to see some like more up to date stuff of things that are going on, we'll you know be posting stuff or retweeting stuff. Um, or uh, conversationalist on Twitter, it's at that con podcast. Um, you can check us out on Facebook um, at uh, facebook dot um, slash conversationalist uh, on SoundCloud. You can listen to us at uh, SoundCloud. Uh, dot com slash that conversationalist um you can also email us if you have any comments concerns um that conversationalist at gmail.com so uh thanks for listening and um we will talk to you later so i'm jesse it's amanda saying goodbye bye 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 <laughs> my bye's last no my bye 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 Thank <laughs> you.